is our first time ever doing something like this. Um, I have never actually had people on like a live stream combo kind of thing with me. So, um, <laughs> so we're, we're experimenting here and that's okay. Not to mention, not only is this our first time doing a shared live stream, but this is actually the very first time I've ever physically talked to Brian Baldwin. So, hi, Brian. Yeah. Hey, man. It's been, what, four years? Four years, and I've never actually physically spoken with a man. I don't know if that's yeah. a good or a bad sign. <laughs> <laughs> if you hear my dogs... Well, it's, it's awesome. We got... Do you hear dogs barking? Yeah, I hear them. It's all good. I got uh, a guy just riding by on his bicycle, and apparently um, they want to eat him. So... <laughs> Um, but anyway, well, I really appreciate you taking some time to come out here and hang out with me. I'm sitting on my front porch, so, you know, it's kind of like that, um, uh, con- country thing you do. I'm sitting in front of my rig here. Cool. Rig. Your rig. Yeah, Brian, uh, is a pretty busy guy, aren't you? Yeah, uh, I'm a chimney sweep during the day. Um, at night, I'm doing media stuff, learning how to do video production and audio production and a little bit of videography. So I have my hands on a lot. And, and I'm married, so I have to take care of my wife, too. And wait till you start having kids. Then it gets even more interesting. <laughs> yeah. and, and I know you're I'm involved. I'm excited for you. That finally happens. Yeah, I got four <laughs> kids, so it turns into quite the uh, chaos in about the drop of a hat. So, uh, Yeah. Uh, tell your wife that I babysit, too. Oh, do you? So Brian's yes, trying I to do. convince me. Brian and his pastor, <laughs> Jason, are trying to convince me and Sherry to move to Indiana to be a worship leader there at Refuge Church. Um, it's a little bit of a drive from Charleston, South Carolina to Indianapolis, Indiana. But um, they're, good. they're good people. It's a good church. And I know I've been watching Brian over the last four years. He's been writing lots of content. I've, uh, in January, I brought Brian on as a, a contributor to the Eager for Truth um, blog, which has been really awesome to have you on there. Yeah. It's been nice because I'm not it's the only one having really, to write stuff. Uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's, <laughs> it helps to share, share the weight with people. Yeah, absolutely. The, uh, you know, I've been writing. So actually, I've been, I started that blog four years ago, so um, about as long as I've known you. Um, but it was only in January that I started kind of trying to open it up to additional um, contributors, and you were the first guy I thought of because of your Be the Change Facebook page that you started. Um, yeah, um, th- my idea behind that was uh, just giving people an opportunity to show what they're doing on a smaller scale. There's a lot of uh, ministry opportunities out there for people to really contribute to their neighborhoods on a local scale without all the you know, the big spotlights and whatnot. Right. And I just want to show people that they don't have to be um, extraordinary. A lot of people don't have to know who they are. They don't have to have a lot of money. They don't have to have a lot of resources, but they can still make a difference. Absolutely. And that's, that was just my idea behind that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I've just been watching that. I know you've, you've been doing a lot, a lot of the media type stuff that you like to do with video and audio and um, even your, your articles that you write for the, for the blog, you've been using that as a, a avenue as well. Um, yeah. So I know for both of us, we both have a heart to really engage people, not only personally, like directly us to them, but also to see them be engaged as well um, with various uh, 
areas that we may be interested in. And so that was kind of how I think that was probably in January when we kind of started talking. You even started talking about doing a podcast then, didn't you? I think I did. Yeah, I was looking at some hosts and looking at uh, what it was going to look like to pay for one. Yeah. Fortunately, I've already got a website, which I found out with the WordPress for Eager for Truth. We can actually use it as a uh, podcast host, so we don't even have to like go out and find a new place to put it. It's it's going to oh, be all in all one right. place, so it's going to awesome. be pretty nice. It's already built in place. It is. It works out well for us. So, um, I'm just going to go ahead and I ha- like I said, I haven't really like sat down and just written out a whole list of questions. So I'm kind of um, making this go, but. Uh, for those of you who may be just tuning in, this is Brian Baldwin. Um, I am Brad Bates. This is the Angry Christian Facebook page. Um, but we're going to be starting a podcast in September called the Angry Christian Podcast. Um, and for some of you who may be looking at that and going, that doesn't sound very loving uh, to be an angry Christian. You're right. Um, it's not very loving to be an angry Christian. Um, and I personally... Just as a, a brief testimony, I've had years of, of anger that I've had to fight through, um, and that anger impacted how I talked with people, engaged with people, and honestly, the, the whole angry Christian thing birthed out of the last two years of just kind of an evolution for me, personally, of going, you know what, there's got to be a better way to engage people. There's got to be a way to speak truth. There's got to be a way to engage in the hot topics of today, but do it in a way that um, doesn't sound like an arrogant jerk Christian. Right, right. And uh, that leads me to why I want to be involved in this. Um, I'm involved in abolitionist uh, abortion ministry, and you see a lot of angry Christians doing that. And uh, it devolves into people just yelling at one another, and we're not really getting our message across. People are yelling past one another, not really listening. And the other thing that I've noticed is, uh, particularly in in the reform community, people are just jerks. We can't even talk to each other. Except for Pastor Jason. (laughs) He's a nice guy. Yeah, he's the most patient guy I know. See, there we go. (laughs) But you're right. You're right. I have noticed. I think it's... See, I have no problem with the idea of being correct, right? Being right. When we study the Bible, we know the truth. You know, we know yeah. what's what's right, right? But there's a there's an air right. of arrogance that can come out of that um, when you think you got the answer and everybody else is wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's so that's what makes it so hard for me personally to have dialogue with other Reformed Christians on a uh, social media. Right, and you know, I'm sure you're you're originally out of New Orleans, right? Right, right. So what brought you? What brought you from New Orleans to Indiana? That's a pretty drastic change. Whew! Yeah, uh, Hurricane Katrina actually. Um, my family and I went to Tennessee, and uh, I was dead set on never going back. So I left with three layers of clothes on my back and a backpack that had my birth certificate, my social security card, and a few other things in it. And I just left, not knowing where I was going. I just came to Indiana visiting a friend that I had only known on the internet at the time, and right. I was just going to see what happened from there. I didn't have a plan. I just up and left. <laughs> I was younger and crazier then. Yeah, it happens. Oh, it does happen. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that took you to Indiana. 
Um, when yeah. were you a Christian? Were you a Christian or a believer before you moved to Indiana? I was a theist at best. Okay. I grew up in a um, in a in a Christian home. Well, there were Christian things in my home. We went to a Baptist church every Sunday. Well, I stopped going when I was a teenager, but my family went. But um, I left the church when I was 14 or 15 years old. There were just uh, a lot of things that I didn't understand about what was going on with the church. Right. Um, Like I said, we were going to a Baptist church, but I was sent to a Catholic school as a kid. And I was never taught why the doctrines were so different. So I remember by the time I was 13 or 14, I just started to think that everybody was crazy and I just wanted nothing (laughs) to do with it. The real nail in the coffin for me was I went to the the confessional thing and I talked to the priest at the school. So the guy didn't say, I don't even remember what he said, but he didn't say anything um, in a mean spirit. He wasn't trying to hurt me. And like I said, I don't remember what it was. But I walked away from that experience feeling like something wasn't right. Right. So I just walked away disheartened and I wanted nothing to do with it. And I left. I went back to a church maybe two years later. I went to a super charismatic church with my mother because she pretty much begged me to. So (laughs) a friend of hers was preaching there. That's good, Mom. And... In the middle of the service, um, someone fell out of their chair, and they started rolling around in the aisle. And uh, I just slowly turned my head towards my mom, and I looked at her. And she just put her head down, and she said, I know. We never spoke of it again, and I never went back to that church. Mm. Gotcha. Yeah, that, that would be an interesting experience. Church. The next one, next experience wasn't any better. Uh, when I was 16, maybe I started going to a church with some friends of mine and we were just hanging out. The spirit obviously wasn't there. The pastor didn't really care about the people. The church was falling apart while he's driving around in the bins. And it's like, this is a joke. This is just someplace we go to hang out. It wasn't really a church. So I just thought I would go find God my own way. But you know. Scripture says that no one seeks for God, and I wasn't. I wasn't looking for God. I was looking for girls. Yeah, yeah. So what was it that ultimately brought you back? I came to an end of myself. Um, Five years after I moved to Indiana, I was in Lafayette. I ended up moving here to Indianapolis for a girl. We moved in together, and... I thought that this was the thing that my life was missing. We're going to get married and have kids and all that stuff. And it didn't work out. And it was it was like the rug got pulled from underneath me. And it was a whirlwind of a change for me because I, I identified my life by that. Like, this is, this is who I am. This is everything to me. And it was right. just gone. So I became really depressed and devastated. And... Uh, Everything became really bleak. I just, I looked around me and there were broken relationships all around me. My closest friends were dating abusive people. Um, My parents divorced when I was young. Mm. Um, I never met my grandfather, but I heard that he was not a nice person to my grandmother. 
Mm. And it's just the, the brokenness overwhelmed me. So I just assumed that that was my fate. And that's mm. all there is. I can remember saying to a lot of people that we just don't love each other the way that our, our, forefathers, our forefathers did. So I went around and I slept around. I drank. I partied. I did anything that I could to fill that void. And uh, the void just became bigger and bigger and it was consuming me mm. eventually sex couldn't fill the void alcohol couldn't fill the void partying couldn't fill the void i had any and everything that i wanted i was making a lot of money at the job that i had at the time yeah. leaving with hands full of cash every night and just nothing nothing could do it but i was alone when i got the gospel no one preached it to me i was actually on YouTube looking up concert footage because that's just what I did with my free time. Right. That was another thing that I filled, filled the void with, tried to enable with music. So I was looking up backstage interviews or something like that or concert footage or something. And uh, this video kept popping up talking about uh, Satanism in the music industry. And I was like, I don't know why this is popping up for me. This is for paranoid religious people, whatever. So uh, I kept going about whatever I was looking at, and it just kept popping up in my recommended feed. So I decided I was going to look at it just so it would go away. Mm. I watched the video, and uh, it showed me a lot of things that I was suspicious of. It showed me that um, we have a natural bent to rebel against God, and it shows itself in music and literature and movies and, and, and everything. But it didn't give me the gospel. So I was freaked out. So for the first time, I understand that there's evil everywhere and there's evil in me and I don't know what to do with it. So I thought that I was basically losing my mind. Right. So I said something about it really, really vaguely on Facebook. I don't remember what it was. But I just needed to express something and not have anybody know what I was talking about because I already thought that I was crazy. And uh, this girl that she wasn't even a friend, but someone that I had slept with and kind of just disregarded, she sent me a private message telling me that I wasn't crazy and that there was something to it. Mama! So she kind of talked me through it. And I realized that I needed to know what the truth is about God. So I started studying Hinduism and Islam and Christianity and anything that I could get my hands on. Um, the more I learned about Christianity, the more I understood that Jesus has an answer for all these supposed gods and they don't have an answer for him. So it didn't take long for me to drop the other stuff and just start learning about Christ. Right. <laughs> so, and this is the funniest thing happened. Um, the girl that was talking me through this, she actually wasn't really a believer herself. She was cast out of a Jehovah's Witness church. And Interesting. And just disenchanted with the whole thing. Yeah. So the more I'm studying the Bible, the more I'm sharing with her. I'm like, you understand what you're sharing with me, what you're teaching me? The Bible says this, and you're saying the same thing. And she, she fought it because she just had such a bad experience with the church. But eventually she did come around and she got baptized. Wow. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, you can't make this stuff up. <laughs> a non-believer led me to Christ un- unknowingly, and God sent me back for her. Right. And I, I wish that we could bring her in to share this story, but unfortunately, she's no longer with us. Oh. Yeah. So it's, wow. it's, it's hard to tell that story because she's such a big part of it and she's not here. Right. Uh, mm. Yeah, that's, that's the abridged version of what happened. The abridged version. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'm writing a book about it that I really need. I want to flesh out all the details because it's, it's wild. Yeah. All the Sounds things like that happened and all the strings that God pulled to make this happen. Yeah. Well, that's a pretty... Um, I'll, I'll be your first book buyer. How about that? Or, <laughs> You're on. I'll hold you to or it. Or if you need an editor, I'm, I'm happy to read it and provide some feedback. My, my wife was an English major, so she could probably read it too and you know, point, out, point out the bad grammar. That's what she's really good at, pointing out the bad grammar. Um, okay. Uh, I have to make sure that it flows naturally and it's not clunky too. So. Yeah, that's, that's the hardest part about writing. At least I have found for yeah. myself is, is writing in such a way that is conversational but um, not clunky, as you said. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. So just so you know, everybody, um, you know, this is the, for the podcast. It's Angry Christian. You know, and so our worldview, our perspective is going to come from a Christian worldview when we approach this topic. Um, and that's why I'm having Brian talk about, you know, his testimony a little bit where he where he came came from, and ultimately you're going to hear from all of our hosts about where they've come from, and what brought them to today. Yeah, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's that's kind of that's kind of our that I mean we're not we're unashamed about that. So you know we understand right. there's probably going to be people watching this who are not Christians, and that's totally cool. Maybe you're just somebody who deals with anger, and you're you're trying to figure out how to how to work through that. Um, you know, there's a lot that can be said from scripture about anger. I, when I started kind of looking into it, I just, I went to, um, I just went to the Bible. Uh, well, I went online and I was like, what does the Bible say about anger? And mm-hmm. like one of the first links was like this open org or whatever, which lists off all these verses that mention anger. I love that site. Yeah. yeah. And so it immediately, I'm seeing all these proverbs and these Psalms and these, um, comments from Jesus and these comments from Paul and they're all basically you know they're all confronting anger in a way that says you know what anger is something that's going to get the best of you when left unchecked mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that is that has been something I've struggled with so even if you're not a believer I think there's there's content here that you're going to find valuable Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm, because it's mm-hmm. applicable. <laughs> um, so I'm kind of excited to see where our conversations go in the podcast. Uh, I'm not even sure that there's necessarily going to be an outlined topic for the day. There may be. Um, it may be that I just walk in and say, all right, guys, um, you know, here's a Bible verse, and this is what it says about anger. Go. And then we kind of start, <laughs> you know, hashing that out. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I could probably give you, and there's probably going to be testimonies too. I mean, there's going to be um, examples that we give from our own life of, you know, how the anger in our own lives got the best of us, um, mm-hmm. you know. 
and we'll reveal those as the time goes by. I don't want to use this particular time to give all that away, or you won't have anything to listen to in our podcast. Yeah, I'm kind of a, I'm approaching this as a learner as well. Yeah. Well, when I saw some of the stuff you were posting, I'm like, well, it's, I think he's going a little bit overboard with this. Like he's going like full blown pacifist. <laughs> And I'm thinking about scripture says, you know, be be angry but don't sin. What about that? Yeah. But uh, the more I was watching what you're posting, I'm like, okay, yeah, this makes sense, and there's a lot that I can learn from this. Yeah, and and I agree. You know, there's certainly the tendency or the danger. I'm I'm gonna go this way because it looks like it's getting a little dark over here on my side. Um, there's certainly a tendency or a danger to go when you when you recognize something in yourself, right? Um, to go the extreme opposite direction to kind of counterbalance the poor behavior in yourself. I understand. Uh I understand that anger is something that we see exhibited in the Bible. You know, Jesus himself did it. He flipped tables over. He consciously built a whip um, from scratch and ran people out of a temple. Um, You know, my Uh uncle, my uncle made a comment about that particular passage. And I think this is something we're going to explore in one of our, one of our episodes but my uncle's an evangelist and a pastor, and he made the comment, just because Jesus did that, does that mean that we ought to? Um, is there really a place, you know, it not, he wasn't saying it, you know, to say you shouldn't, but just say asking the question, just because Jesus does it, does that mean that we have the ability to do it? Can we, in our fallen state, truly with right motive, um, say we're flipping tables and making whips in a righteous way. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's a tough Mm -hmm. question. Um, I think we all want to say yes. I think we all want to say yes. Um, But can, but can we really say yes? Um, Mm -hmm. So anyway, it's uh, it's a cop out verse. It really is for a lot of people. It is. It is. It's a cop out verse. And, you know, it's a way for us to justify our own personal bad behavior. Well, Jesus did it, therefore I must be able to... Yeah, well, Jesus was God and did it without sin. And his anger was purely righteous. Exactly. Um, So so outside of your testimony, what what really attracted you to wanting to be a part of the podcast? Like, what was it that... Obviously, I know you had the interest to do a podcast, but when I said, hey, you want to do this thing, you know, you were like, yes. Um, So what... What made you, without question, just go, yes, this is what I would like to be a part of? I'm courting you and your wife. <laughs> no, that's not the only reason. I've always wanted <laughs> I've always wanted to be a part of a project like this with you. I guess we, uh, we agree on so much and we disagree on things. And uh, I feel like that uh, that that relationship that we have, it'll help me to grow and see things from a different perspective and it'll, it'll help me grow. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I I love multimedia and this is just another way that I can learn that and, um, just be a, a light for the gospel. Sure. In another way. By the way, I just discovered, uh, the flash button on the live stream. So if you just saw me light up, it's, it's because I discovered that there is a way to make my face light up. All right. So, Hi. So you're not in front of a burning bush. I'm not in front of a burning Well, maybe I am. Um, I am beside a bush. Uh, I, you can't see it. I cut it down. Um, but anyway, I did. I was beside it. So, yeah. No, I definitely, that's kind of how I view this whole thing. You know, the reason I wanted to not just do this by myself is because 
I got you. I got another guy named Michael Ledford, who's a college friend. I got another guy named Jonathan Hamlet, who's um, a post-college friend, but he was a he was in my youth group. He was a I was a youth pastor, and he was actually in my youth group. Um, and then he lived with me for a year before he got married, and you know, so we have a pretty close relationship. And then uh, my buddy Robert Platt, he was on staff with me at my last church for eight years. He was the youth pastor. Mm-hmm. I was the worship oh, eight pastor. Years. Yeah. So we, you know, we've got a pretty solid relationship and, but the way I look at it is, is like, even though you guys might not know each other, you will by the end of this podcast. Um, Mm -hmm. but you know, we as Christians, even though you're in Indiana, Jonathan's in North Carolina, um, me and Robert are here in Charleston, South Carolina, and Michael's in the upstate of South Carolina. We're in different parts of the country, but yet we can still be iron sharpening iron because I I think we are Mm going to find, and my wife is awesome. She just turned the porch light on. So that's why the rest of my face (laughs) just lit up. Um, You know, so I I see this as a great opportunity um, for us to, I feel like model for the world, what it's like to be brothers in Christ and to grow with one another you know, a lot of that happens mm-hmm. behind closed doors, right? In these small groups that yeah. might take place. Um, but who? Why can't we demonstrate? You know, Paul would always say, "Follow me as I follow Christ." You know, and why mm-hmm. can't we be an example? I'm not saying we're going to be perfect because we're not. And you know, we may right. miss we may miss the mark on some things. And I guarantee you, we're probably going to get some bad reviews, and we're probably going to get some pastors who want to write us and tell us that we probably should get off, off the air because we're leading people to hell. Um, you know, it happens. It happens. Yeah. Um, but that's how you know you made it though. That is how you know you made it. When, when you start getting, um, when the gospel coalition starts writing articles about you or, um, mm-hmm. or John Piper, that's when, you know, you, you, I don't know if you either messed up or, uh, <laughs> or you did good. Or when Babylon B starts writing articles about you. <sighs> that is a life goal of mine, never to become yeah. subject matter for the Babylon B. I feel like that's a, a, that. a bad way to go. Um, mm-hmm. So we're, we're going to be kicking this thing off in September. Um, if there was anything that you could say to the audience that would encourage them to keep listening before they even get in there, what do you think that would be? Um, There's a lot to learn from the peace that we can have among brothers, even when we're not in direct vicinity of each other. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things that uh, incite anger and frustration and sadness and everything else on the internet. It's just flooded with it. Oh, yeah. But we can use this medium to share the love of Christ, to show the unity that's in the church. Yeah. That's what you should listen for. Yeah. For that. I like that. Show that we are together in this. Absolutely. I like that. That is a, Maybe that'll become our sub-motto, right? Um, <laughs> the unity of brothers across the country. Um, I don't currently have any women involved in the podcast, but maybe at some point we might expand it uh, to get a female perspective of anger because I know this may sound crazy, but women get angry too. Yeah, and my wife gets angry at really? me a lot. My wife never gets angry. No, my 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 wife is is never angry either. She's a perfect angel, and she's the most <laughs> she's patient and kind, and never throws shoes. Um, 
or anything. <laughs> no, she's a good woman. She's a very good woman and a very patient woman because, and the reason I know that is because she married me. So she has to be a good woman and patient to tolerate my nonsense. <laughs> and to give me four children that all behave just like me. So there's that. Um, Amen, right. brother. Well, I don't know what time it is because unfortunately uh, I don't have a clock in front of me. I didn't want to. I didn't want to keep it too long because I know it was wow. So we spent the first twenty minutes fighting technical difficulties, and yeah, no, just, no, it was probably it's probably only five minutes. But inside, you're yeah. dying, and you're going, "Oh my gosh, this is this is a big fail." But That's terrible, yeah. <laughs> we learned something. Headphones are the key mm-hmm. to keeping the outside noise and the looping from happening. But we really appreciate you guys tuning yeah. in, um, and we we are going to have content on the second. Starting on the second Tuesday of September, and every month on the second and fourth Tuesday, starting in September, um, you're going to start seeing the Angry Christian podcast stuff rolling out. Um, if you go out to the Angry Christian page, there's lots that's coming through there. In fact, Brian, I haven't told you, but I'm going to make you and the other guys admins on that page. So if there's any time content that content you want to add, um, you get to post it. You know, I'm not a dictator, and I don't want to hoard all the fun stuff to myself. So, um, you know, you guys can have some fun posting your, your own content. See, what is that? <laughs> what is that? It's a <laughs> dictatorship. Are you kidding me? Um, mm-hmm. So so all that's going to be coming in September. Podcasts are going to be coming. There is a blog um, that I'm currently writing. Which you're you're on the blog too. It's eagerfortruth.com. You can find Brian Baldwin content there. Um, you can find Brad Bates content there. Um, the content that I'm putting out there, um, there's actually I'm giving it a category of angry Christian ebook um, because I'm writing articles that are specific to my personal testimony, my personal life, um, and so I'm writing a whole series called Angry Christian that I'm going to be transforming. Into an ebook at the end of that. Chapter one is already out there. It's called "The Beast Unleashed." I I know I'd, I look probably like a very buff, angry Christian, um, but "The Beast Unleashed" kind of walks through my early years, specifically sixth through eighth grade, where I experienced some uh, traumatic things that I feel like became a catalyst for me to become the angry adult that I became. Um, and so if you want to, go to eagerfortruth.com. You'll find that there. Like I said, go back. Look for some of the uh, stuff that Brian's written. I know he said he's got some ideas coming. So Yeah, uh, yeah I do. I'll get those up soon. Yeah, so he'll be publishing that. So be on the lookout for that. And I think that's it, man. Um, if, unless you have any other questions you want me to ask you. No, I think that's a good start. All right. That's a great start. Well, we appreciate you guys. We really do. And be on the lookout. Subscribe, follow, and you'll be able to keep up with everything that's coming out. And above all things, don't be angry. I think that's going to be the closer. (laughs) Don't be angry. All right, guys. We love you. Peace. Later. I want to say a big thank you to Jonathan Hamlet, Michael Ledford, Brian Baldwin, and Robert Platt for taking this journey with me and helping me host the Angry Christian Podcast. Another big thanks goes out to Simon Panrucker for the use of his song, Angry Dance, which is featured as the opening song to this podcast. 
All other production and music was created by the Angry Christian podcast team. And finally, our biggest thanks goes out to you, our listeners, for without you, this podcast would not be possible. God bless. I look to you and see the cross, the fear subsides and hope returns. I look to you, I look to you. When my heart can take no more, when my faith insecure I lift my eyes up to your hill you are my refuge still where my mind is filled with doubt and I feel there's no way out I look to you and hope returns. I look to you. I look to you. When my heart can take no more. When my face.